You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 154. On this week's episode, Dimitri and I, we are joined by Ian Sr. And Ian has been on the podcast before. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, definitely go back, look that one up, check it out. And I'll give you a quick rundown about Ian. And well, Dimitri and Ian grew up together and have been hunting together for a very long time since middle school, high school, all that stuff. And you'll hear references within this episode, but Ian does not have social media, which is kind of a cool perspective because he just goes out there and kills. And I know when you hear your friends talk about good hunters and guys that you just don't know about and just straight up fill tags and, well, no one really knows who they are, Ian fits that bill to the T. And he's a great guy, a lot of fun to be around. So I was really looking forward to this podcast discussion. And for this episode, we briefly talked about how Ian took his son out hunting this archery and rifle season for the first time with a mentor license here in Pennsylvania and his kind of plan of leading that up to like the next three years until he gets to be 12 and get a license. But we continued with uh, our out-of-state discussions by having Ian and Dimitri break down their entire Ohio hunting trip before we dive into the Ohio uh, trip discussion, Ian started his 2022 season at an outfitter in Canada for a bear hunt with some family and friends, and he was very successful there, bringing home two bears. Following that, that's when we talk about the Ohio whitetails, from their planning stage to when they scouted, getting out a campground pegged peg down, and finally getting the chance to chase those whitetails the week of Halloween. Some really good takeaways in this episode from different terrain features they hunted, challenges they faced, the kind of sign they found, they found and lack thereof and getting a chance to fill their tags. So awesome stuff. Hopefully 2023 is going to be kicking off uh, in, in a great way for you all. Thank you again for all of the support really means the world to us. Thank you so much. If you have any stories or anything or topics, individuals that you would like to hear from, let us know. We'll get it going. Thanks again, everybody. Antler up. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tether produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. Who's 
Last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We partnered with social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. And Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. And if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit and download GoWild.com to get started. And you've gone out west, which you've talked about your Wyoming trips before yep. on the podcast. Did you, I can't remember, did he, did you go out from 21? 21. Yeah. And that was, we talked about that hunt, didn't we? Mm, that was your mule deer. I think he did. I don't know. I can't remember. You just killed so much I can't stuff. remember I can't what happened remember. last week. I can't week. remember. I like <laughs> not remember. Yeah. Oh, man. No, so, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll jump into that, but... It killed a bunch this year. Yeah. Archery season was not my best archery season, but I had Owen out quite a bit. So yeah. that was definitely interesting taking an eight-year-old. Well, because <laughs> an eight-year-old that want, like, is just bloodthirsty for it, too. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he was browning down, no questions yeah. asked. Didn't matter what it looked like up top. I mean, he gets it a little on us. So, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that was, I think, well, he broke his arm to start archery season so that made it definitely interesting so tree stands were definitely out of the question for the first four weeks and so put a ground blind up and he likes to get in after daylight and leave before dark so that made it kind of rough but we saw a good amount of deer just nothing close enough for him to shoot yeah and then that was pretty much archery season nothing I drew the bow back one time, and that was it. And I was in Ohio. No, I drew back <laughs> in Pennsylvania, and yeah. I let one rip. But <laughs> there was a little fur, but no blood. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the the hard part for all of us is. You know, we all have kids and want to take them out, and you know, you you try to do things right so much, you know, <clears throat> year after year, and try to make yourself better. But then, you know, you got to kind of tailor that to them, right? And change what you might want to do or what think what's going to be best for you that's it just to you know make it fun or exciting or not try to push them and get them up too early and right out there an hour before dark what we would typically do so you know i, I think that's a challenge for anybody mm-hmm. that's going to take that kid out and I, i've talked to you about it you know since you've done it this year and you know, I'm going to struggle with that too. Cause I'm pretty type a and set in my ways, but you know, you got to kind of tailor that and, and figure out, you know, what's going to make your chances to be successful with them. Because if you're not, you know, they might lose interest that way too. You know, young kids yeah. just sitting out there and not seeing a deer, you know, that's rough too. Um, but you also got to do what's going to make it fun or, you know, not push them too hard, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He definitely, this year, I wasn't sure if he was going to be ready. And then once we started shooting 3Ds this year, there was no <laughs> question. He just wanted to try to kill something. Yeah. And we practiced, got a crossbow, practiced. And we just said 25, 30 yards is going to be max. And 
every time we set up, tried to make it so 20 yards was kind of the max shot that he'd even be able to get. Mm-hmm. And nothing came in. Yeah. We saw a deer, but everything was way – I mean, I wouldn't have been able to shoot it either. Right. Yeah, Nora – we took – I took Nora out twice, two or three times, and – Kind of same thing, just weren't in range. Mm-hmm. One time she just came with me, basically, and hunted with me. Mm-hmm. And that night we saw a bunch of deer. Then another night when I took her with the crossbow that you lent me twice, that's what I did. I took her twice with that and kind of no dice, yeah. basically. But, yeah, I, I'm, I didn't realize this, and you might know better than me. I didn't realize they only get that youth mentor hunt or license for three years. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So she's already on year two. So I think next two years, cause you're the one that did tell me that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to skip and do like when she's 11 and then that way. So I'm going to skip the next two years for her, have her just go out with me, kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. And then when she's 11, do that again, get her the mentor. Then when she's 12, be able to take the test and yep. get going. That's why I waited with Owen yeah. until this year. So that way then yeah. there won't be in between year. Yeah, just keep rolling, baby. Yeah. That's awesome. I like it. You didn't get a chance to shoot tack last year. No. No, I was in Canada on the bear hunt. There it is. Perfect and, lead way. <laughs> Cha-ching. That, yeah, that's three years in the making and finally got up there. Borders opened and yeah. – testing and everything that we could get in yeah so what made why why the bear hunt my father-in-law that i normally go on all the trips with and his buddy went there four years okay well i guess four times not four years in a row and they've always shot not always killed but always had pretty good luck up there and i just wanted to go and try to kill a bear yeah Two, you, what was it? You got two, then plus? It or was, was one plus? Well, I put a deposit down three years ago, then the whole COVID happened. Right. Couldn't get in. So instead of eating my deposit, they said, why don't you kill a second bear if you get the opportunity? Well, first night I killed the first bear, so I was definitely going to take the opportunity and yeah. go for a second. Now, how did you feel with that hunt? Obviously... <clears throat> a bear hunt a little bit different up in canada and you know still tree stand hunting but then you have kind of the the, the bait pile and mm-hmm. you know i know that doesn't really bother you but you know it's a kind of a different style hunt than you're typically used to yeah i mean i i didn't really care i had no idea exactly what i was getting into that whenever we got up there talked to the guides and the outfitter and they gave you the rundown but i mean at the woods up there just complete thickest stuff you ever seen and I didn't want to sound like an idiot and be like, oh, I know everything about hunting and that. So I just kind of stayed quiet, let him tell me what to do. Said, you tell me where to go, how to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And first night he said, I'm going to put you in a pretty good spot and went down in. And I'll tell you what, if you've never been up there, mosquitoes, <laughs> they can almost carry you away. <laughs> and that's it. I was not a fan. But, uh, yeah, it took me down in and two hours in first bear came and i couldn't hold off i had to kill it (laughs) (laughs) and what was awesome for i had a 45 70 70 yards it came in stopped and it fell just like dropping a sack of bricks that's so cool well and you're like i don't know it's fun 
this past year sighting in our the, the rifles together and you just brought like 10 guns just to, <laughs> to blast away and it's just so fun to watch like dimitri talked you up of saying like man ian's a great shot and you are but it's just cool to see you know anytime you got a gun in your hands you you're extremely confident oh i feel if there <laughs> if i touch a gun yeah. i will kill something yeah like as hell even that the buck that you shot this year the oh yeah like the first day when he's like yeah I, what'd you say i i hit it i hit it i guessed it wrong yeah that I guessed it for 260 and shot and ended up being a little bit closer to four whenever we actually figured out the range for it. That is a poke. That's crazy. I just, I'm su- like surprised too that you were able to catch up with them. Like not yeah. surprised, but like, you know, during this time of, of year when everybody's out in the woods and mm-hmm. moving around, it's for seeing a buck that daylight and then see him again and have yeah. that opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah, it was definitely didn't happen the way I wanted it to, but yeah, we ended up finding it. I mean, I felt terrible. I wish I would have had a rangefinder that day; would have made mm-hmm. a big difference. But that's definitely I think something for next year to work on. Make sure you always have a rangefinder instead of thinking, "Oh, it's rifle season; nothing will be far away." And yeah, and then you get a way. shot. So, with your bear, though, how what's the process of getting them back home from Canada and all that jazz? Anything special? Not really. I'll tell you what, the customs and stuff, way easier than I thought. I mean, you think taking a gun across into a different country going to be a real big ordeal. We took them up to the border, checked them. They do take the serial numbers, all that stuff. In the United States side, went to Canada side. Guys in there joking around with us, having a good time. I mean, doing his job, but mm-hmm. making it kind of lighthearted. I mean, it's not like we're trying to smuggle drugs across the country right. or something. Right. And, yeah, I mean, even the bear, they check him on the way back. The guy that I took mine to, he's like, oh, you have two? Did you have tags for both? Show them both the tags. Okay, yeah, good enough. Go ahead. You're the first one to bring two bears back. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. They they don't care. It's bears. Book it and go and kill and come back. Simple and easy. And you'll gain 10, 15 pounds of bear the way they feed you. you (laughs) Just like the the bears. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably had trouble, too. You told me that you were so hungry in the stand, half the time you were going up to the bait pile just to <laughs> oh, try yeah. to get a snack and then coming back to the stand, right? Yeah, then all those m and M&M, Those yeah, M&Ms they, and well, marshmallows. W, and, they're, they're seconds. They're W&Ws. And then they have the Oreos. and yeah, I mean, It smells delicious. That for being a semi-fat kid, it definitely so made it easy. So you're probably sitting, you're standing, you were on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shoot the bears away if they were too little, kick them and get them away. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, After hearing you talk about that hunt, that would be really cool to do something with, like, our dads. And Oh, yeah. It's it's a way different style of hunt than what how we normally archery hunt around here yeah i mean they have the stands all set or blinds you could use both right you could bring a a bow or or a rifle yeah Yeah. you can take they don't really like archery hunters up there as much because they want to put them down yeah and because we actually had to track a bear up there one of the guys from our group shot in the woods up there i mean your hands and knees crawling looking it's not fun and just their success with archery is not great. Yeah. I mean, they had two wounds whenever I was there. Jeez. Yeah, that is a lot. What, uh, coming into this season, 
what was your kind of game plan for hunting other than knowing that you're going to be with Owen a lot, anything? I Pretty much the same, brown and down. I mean, it yeah. doesn't really make too big of a deal to me. Normally, five deer is what I like to try to get a year. Mm-hmm. And with having the Ohio trip coming, I didn't know how we were going to do out there. So I was hoping to kill more in archery, but it just didn't happen. How about your game plan for Ohio? Like, let's kind of talk a little bit about the whole out-of-state you know, you've done Wyoming, you've done Colorado, you've done Ohio, Ohio now. So like Virginia, Virginia, West so, Virginia, West Virginia. So all these, <laughs> all these different states, you know, and you're getting ready for Ohio being the two of you going, your preparation for it, like the before going, like your idea of what you want to kill, the preparation of, okay, getting the tags anything really jump out to you or that you really want to make sure you cross your t's and dot your i's before you head out the biggest thing for me was just to get where we were staying ready okay i mean dimitri's definitely likes maps likes walking as far as you possibly can the (laughs) steepest stuff thickest let me see how it's going to be the hardest to kill something and we'll go there and I knew that going into it, so I figured I'd let him handle all that, and I'd just get the trailer ready. Yeah. So what'd you do? Took a 12-foot box trailer, turned it into the Rack Shack camper, and had two cots in there, 5-inch foam, 32-inch flat screen, shelving units. I mean, we got 400 bucks in it, and yeah, it worked awesome. So yeah, is, that, is, is that going to be a... Uh, everywhere you go now. Oh, that's a staple. Yeah. And it's They're, called the Rack Shack. Yeah. Little yeah. Rack Shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You got to So, <laughs> the Little Rack Shack. No, but I mean, it was all we needed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was an easy thing to pull behind the truck. We had all our gear in there, um, you know, and it was just basically... you. Anyone that's done an out-of-state trip, whether you're, you know, in a, you're in a tent or you're, you're in a little cabin, or you know, you come back at the end of the day, you you have dinner and then you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, you game plan for what you're going to do the next day, and you sleep, and then you wake up, and you get dressed, and then you're heading out the door, right. and you're pretty much gone most of the day. If maybe you came back for lunch, if you're at it, depending on what your trip schedule's like, or where you're hunting, or what your strategy is. You know, so it doesn't need to be a lot, and yeah. it was just enough to give us some cover, and you know, um, it was well insulated, and we had a little bit of heat, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, which, which we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> which is a funny story, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a, I mean, when he when he dreamed it up, I remember he showed me the the trailer, and and I'm like, man, I had the vision too, you know, yeah. it was just an empty trailer, and I'm like, man, this would be so nice i mean it's just enough it's small you know if people oh, yeah. like, it's small but i'm like you know that's, that's all you need right you know because being out in Ohio or uh, utah being in that single man 10 and then you know kind of how we we did the same schedule it was come back at, at in the dark and eat you eat and then you go to bed and then you wake up and then you do the same thing every day so it's not like you need this big taj mahal to to um you know, have the comfort or you're never, you'll never leave camp. Mm-hmm. Do you think people sometimes don't think of it that way? Do you know what I mean? Like 
Like you don't need much. Like how many times you watch the hunting public and they're they're on. That's what they do. They're always on the road and you just see them in their tents and more so than any time this year. I mean, Greg was the only one that would have that RV, and now being in South Dakota, he's you know he I, they haven't really shown that RV much. So. I mean, as long as you have a tent or, like you said, like mm-hmm. a little rack shack, I mean, that's all you need because you're not there. Yeah. Like, the only time you're there is for some type of emergency, if it's raining, yeah, pouring down rain, that it's unhuntable mm-hmm. in a sense. And other than that, you're there for sleeping and gathering after a hunt. And I like having the trailer. It's a little bit more secure. I mean, I've also had a tool trailer ripped off, too, so. Right. But you can lock it up and keep the semi-honest guy out or at least make him work to get in. Right. There was a uh, John from uh, the Oklahoma podcast on the network. Did you see anything regarding him? He went out to late season Colorado for a rifle hunt for elk. Mm-hmm. Left from Oklahoma, drove, got to Colorado, pulled into a Cabela's, went in to get some extra supplies or what have it. Comes out, his, his truck's gone. Someone wired it, you know, basically stole his vehicle <laughs> with everything in it other than wow. his wallet and his phone, basically. And p- a couple of weeks later, police got it back. A lot of this stuff was taken, obviously, his rifle, some other big supplies. But surprisingly, some other supplies were there, like a spotting scope. Because uh, some other, like, little tidbits, like, that probably the thief didn't realize would be probably worth yeah. a decent amount of money. But yeah, and he, he's like, it's crazy. He's like, I was driving when he went and picked it up. Basically, he flew. Uh, he had to get some title because it's technically the title was in his dad's name, and mm-hmm. so like he had to get some ti- something faxed or whatever, so the police could say, all right, yeah, here you go, you're good to take it. Mm-hmm. So he, he's driving, and he's like, man, I noticed the GPS wouldn't pop up. Well, they like knew exactly which wire or something to chip or something to take or remove, so they couldn't technically like track the vehicle or anything professionals yeah but man imagine going into cabela's on your trip and walking out and being like where's my truck yep. yeah so yeah like there's a gofundme like people are just like chipping in and hoping hoping they could raise enough money to at least replace his rifle that's what like yeah. the group's doing basically and a couple other companies like chipped in to help help get him back with some Jeez. equipment that he was missing but it yeah. makes you wonder what kind of people are out there oh yeah. i know yeah yeah, and I mean, when we decided to do the Ohio trip and, you know, we wanted to go out of state and, you know, never been to Ohio, this would be my first whitetail out-of-state trip. So, right. you know, I was pretty excited about it. And um, Well, it wasn't supposed to be a whitetail trip well, this year. Yeah, we thought about doing elk. Mm-hmm. And then we um, had a buddy end up getting his wife pregnant instead yeah. of... <laughs> An elk trip. Yeah, instead of going at the right time. So I gave him a calendar and circled a couple months and told him this is the time that we don't do that type of activity. <laughs> yeah, so we, we we decided to do Ohio, which is a little bit closer, um, you know, just over the borders from Pennsylvania. And, you know, we were close enough from family and, you know, something happened. But, you know, I mean, everyone knows the kind of history Ohio mm-hmm. has. Yep. and. Wanted to give it a try, and, you know, the tag is pretty reasonable. It was like 250-some bucks. I forget the exact, but it, so it's not terrible. You get an either-sex tag. Uh, the the one, you know, there's different deer units where you get one deer, two deer, three deer if you want to buy more tags and, you know, have an opportunity. One buck state, though. Uh, so we decided to do Ohio. So then, it, like he said, the next kind of 
piece of the puzzle was to decide where we wanted to hunt. Where, what, when did you fixate on Ohio? Like you said, you, you know, you, your buddy was basically out for the, an elk hunt. So that's when that kind of got canned. Did you, cause we decided like for Utah, like now. Yeah, it was. It's well, probably April till we figured it out. Yeah, really. because we were talking about what we wanted to do, and we were thinking Colorado, and we were kind of mm-hmm. trying to even just kind of come up with like a, a unit or somewhere where we wanted to go over the counter. Um, but it was probably April or May mm-hmm. that we kind of really solidified Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know that that's what we wanted to do. So kind of quicker, easier trip for us too. Yeah, and we we knew that we would get at least one opportunity to do kind of a a day scouting okay. of getting boots on the ground. Floor. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I was trying to find you know I was trying to get information from anyone I knew that was either from Ohio or that's hunted Ohio, and I've got you know I you know we've met some really great people and and kind of uh, gave me some information on some public ground that might be decent or they might have you know turkey hunted or been on there before done some scouting so which really helped kind of narrow it down of um where we wanted to go so we've we kind of came up with two uh public pieces that were what were they probably about 40 40 minutes apart where mm-hmm. that way we wa- wanted to have the kind of the a b and c mm-hmm. plan where if one spot didn't pan out then you know wouldn't it'd be a short enough drive we could pack up everything and then go to the next, just because we didn't know what the kind of the pressure we were going to encounter. We've never right. been here in a hunting season. Uh, we also came up with a, kind of the time frame of where, what, when we wanted to go there to try to kind of beat that kind of the rush um, of you know the the typical rut vacation right. without a state or even in state. So we kind of kind of picked the spot. Um, again, it was kind of like distance of home was it wasn't overly far to travel with and then um you know a little bit of intel from some some uh tips from other people mm-hmm. that i've talked to yeah um so we ended up in uh you know i would just say southeastern ohio mm-hmm. uh and um you know again what ian said i i really die geek out on maps and i really like looking at the terrain and you know uh finding those those features that um on the top topo map and the hybrid map and uh trying to figure out and get put pins down and you know see what's good so uh i did a lot of that uh over the summer and um just trying to figure out what you know will look good to me yeah um before we headed out then we kind of planned that we were going to do uh mid-august one day of getting up really early and then just do one full day half a day at one piece the second half of the day at the other piece and uh put some cameras out and then uh just um kind of that'd be it and then kind of go after it so right what do you look for in your pins like solid lines of topo the closest closer together the better (laughs) the higher the steeper the elevation the better no i noticed (laughs) you you know i i honestly i've never been in ohio yeah i've heard people talk about ohio we've only been there for camping you know we've 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 taken the girls to the getaway camps and that's it yeah so i've never really 
scouted or you know i I tried watching videos i did i did that for utah i i watched as many youtube videos of people that hunt ohio and just kind of you know i'm always trying to analyze like what the terrain looks like in the video not so much like their hunt like what they did as far as hunting but you know what did the terrain look like what you know the deer that they did see you know what how they were traveling through what the what What, the bedding area looked like like, you know what i mean i'm just trying to analyze almost like you would a football game Mm -hmm. you know and so i was trying to watch you know i'd type in ohio public land hunts on youtube and i'd watch a lot of that and then looking at the maps you know and a lot of it was i was just trying to find similar things that i would here too right uh, you know, whether that would work or not, but I'm looking for those, you know, upper third benches. They're a little bit wider. Uh, Ohio is much steeper than, than Pennsylvania. I mean, a lot steeper and we, <laughs> we really found that out quick. Um, and it's a lot thicker. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was trying to find those little bit wider benches that, that typically I would look for here in those, those points. Um, and then, um, that's basically, you know, cricks you know some you know we you hear about the hubs and all that you know information from other podcasts so i was trying to just piece that together as much as you can without being in there um and then uh you know august came and then we were ready to roll for our first scouting trip Mm -hmm. yeah we took off three hours we left what two o'clock two thirty three yeah it was about like two thirty in the morning yeah um we left and uh you know, headed out and just was going to kind of, kind of, just kind of wing it really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first place we went into, actually the first place we went into is the first place that we ended up scouting. And then first place we went into to get cameras to hunt too. And the whole don't leave sign to find sign or don't leave deer to find deer. Yeah. Hindsight would have probably been a, good maneuver for us to do isn't that so funny like you tell yourself that year after year or hunt after hunt but yet it's oh if we had service i went about 50 yards and tried calling and texting didn't have service yeah that i wasn't going to go any further yeah well we knew that spot was going to be really good you know Mm -hmm. when we got we got the, the two public grounds that we were looking at were very different like in hindsight now that we've been in both you know the one was more hilly you know, no ag field, maybe on some of the private pieces that it bordered it, um, really thick and, and nasty old clear cuts. Uh, and then the other piece was still hill country. You might find some more open timber, the, the public ground that had lots of fields that, that they planted beans and corn in, in different parts of the, the public. So they were very different, um, uh, as far as you know how they were set up the the pr- public pro- properties um but that first one we went into i mean right off the bat i mean walking out of the truck we waited till it was light out just because we wanted to be able to see. see yeah and uh as soon as we dove in there i mean we were seeing it was mid-august so that we're not going to see a bunch of scrapes or rubs maybe old ones but it was even hard to see just how green and wetted it was and uh i mean we were basically going off of trails mm-hmm. and any you know deer crappers i was going to ask you like going in on august boots in the ground to like when you got in there so like you that was the first place you went in and scouted that was the first place you went in and hunted how different did it look oh tremendous yeah way. you know in august it was green and and it was like 
so thick you're like how would i ever shoot yeah and then you go in there in in uh october end of october into november and it was like no leaves a lot more open um totally different all kinds of sign i mean all kinds like because that all, you know what i mean because then you're mm-hmm. like because that could be a spot like what would you do hypothetically you went in there and there's no sign yeah we probably would have just moved you know yeah, we would have just went to the second place, place. Yep. but being the first place seeing that sign then you're like oh man the second place has to be yeah loaded yeah so you know with that day we scouted we put boots on the ground uh we tried to cover as much you know we had four hours four or five hours basically of that first half mm-hmm. day and we were trying to you know cover as much ground put some cameras out look for crossings, you know, that would give us some intel, uh, potential stand locations, uh, which is very difficult in August, you know, in a piece you've never been into. And, uh, you know, at one point we kind of, you know, things that look good on the map or like areas like further back that we were trying to get to, maybe people would kind of not be too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to one ridge. It was so thick (laughs) and so steep. There was no way we were getting to my pin. You're, you probably, know? You're, it, probably, you're probably thinking, too, where's the deer even going to go to? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were some tracks in there, and, and it, there was pieces. I'm like, if you would go another half mile, there's no way you would get a shot even at three yards. Wow. It was that thick. And we were, like, fighting <laughs> to get through this. And I'm like, there's probably over 200-inch deer in here easy you know but he doesn't have to move it's so wet it was even wet in Mm -hmm. there and and, you know all the dry summer we had into the fall and with the leaves falling off it was still wet in there it was just Mm -hmm. a weird area i don't know if there's like springs coming off those mountains or something uh but it was a very wet area so like you know the deer could browse and you know and not have to move much very far from those thickets and they're such big old clear cuts um you know, there's got to be massive deer in there, but yeah. they're just so difficult to hunt. Uh, you know, you can hunt the edges, but, you know, are they going to come through there? You know, right. probably during the rut, you have a better chance, but that's what, you know, a lot of people are thinking as well. So, you know, we got to one point where we're like, man, this is not where we want to be. We got to kind of transition. So we kind of lost some time there. And then uh, we set up, ended up setting, what, two cameras up in that first spot. Yep. Um, you know, we, we felt good about it, you know, where we, where we did scout mm-hmm. out, there was another piece that we wanted to get to, and we just didn't have time. Like okay. once we got in there and saw how the terrain was, and then, you know, you can kind of figure it out, like what, what the map's going to look like based off of, you know, once you put a little boots on the ground, mm-hmm. you see like that, that clear cut or that thicker you know, green condensed area. You're like, okay, well, that's really thick. I shouldn't even go in there. There's not, it's yeah. going to be very hard to hunt that timber. So you get a little better idea of what you need to look at. So we came out of that, um, had the, some lunch and then we kind of, you know, we moved on to the, the next public piece. Yeah. The next public piece is definitely more what I would prefer to hunt that the fields and everything like that, that Dimitri, the stuff that he takes you into oh my goodness <laughs> i love hunting but not that way but this next piece was the corn and bean fields there was two big ones up top and then the one lower one i guess there's a couple more that we never even really checked but went in 
the bean field found a couple extra cameras and then we put three out up there right mm -hmm. three did you, cameras did out. you see any like scrapes on the field edges at all or anything like that uh yeah we a couple mm -hmm. we saw a mock scrape <laughs> um on the edge uh but we saw a couple old rubs really i mean big rubs mm -hmm. on the edge of the field um, but again, there wasn't a ton of like fresh shine, obviously mm -hmm. at that time. Uh, so, um, again, well, there was dry. Yeah. Those bean fields were dry for being August bean fields. Okay. And it was just so hard to dive into the timber where we were. I mean, there was so much green briar. I mean, you mm -hmm. go to Ohio, you hate green briar. I mean, despise it. If you don't have brush pants. As I say, you need like shoulder pads to get in there then, huh? <laughs> uh, so it was really hard to dive deep and, and really like, I mean, you could do it. I mean, but you're really going to come scratched up and, you know, prepare for that. But, you know, just wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. So we ended up hanging a lot of our cameras in the second piece, just kind of on field edges and, you know, basically to gain a little inventory, we know it wasn't going to be a lot of areas that we would hunt, mm -hmm. but at least we could see what was yeah, in there. We could see, see what, coming. we could see what the pressure was like. Mm -hmm. We could see how many guys, which we found out, yeah. you know, some places that there was more guys and then deer, mm -hmm. um, which was even going to be beneficial for us too. How big are the parcels? I think it was 3,000, yeah, 3, 4,000 acres, yeah, something like that. Both of them yeah. were pretty close to that. Okay. So they were pretty big pieces. Yeah. It was kind of like, it wasn't just like one big square. They kind of, you know, had some in and outs of the private, and there might be a smaller chunk a little bit south or north, you know, depending on right. where they were. They were spaced out. So so we, we, we did a whole day, and, you know, obviously you can only learn so much in one day to come back and hunt we knew it was going to be different but we at least had a general idea mm -hmm. uh and then we kind of decided we kind of talked about it like where we we thought we would want to spend a majority of our time mm -hmm. you know based off of what we saw and um we decided the the one with the the more food source we thought we would be able to have more success there mm -hmm. um just because like the other pieces be more uh mountainous and you know more hard timber and you know um it would be harder to we thought there would be like less deer there and mm -hmm. you know the deer be concentrated about around the food so that's when we kind of decided where we were gonna get a campground so we got it close as close as to the the upper piece that you could get to that we could get to yeah so um so we got that and then we were we were ready to roll it was just kind of waiting to the time time came we just took normal cameras. We didn't have cell cameras. We were just afraid that they were going to get stolen. It just wasn't worth it. So we, we Anybody got... Anybody steal anything? We had... So we had five cameras out, and we had one SD card get stolen. Oh, dang. So, I mean, I thought that was... I there was Compared to what we heard from other guys? Yeah. We, I didn't yeah. think we would have any cameras left. Yeah. Really. I, th mm -hmm. I thought at least two or three would get stolen. The field edge ones, for sure. Yep, and because uh, there was there was one guy that came by, and gave us a thumbs up, and you know, I mean, it was, well, that's what they're supposed to yep. do, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm still shocked to this day that Penn State one is still up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is like I get constantly foxes at night. I finally had a couple deer still on there, but I mean, that's probably now sticking out pretty good. But yep. you know, it's just give a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, I don't understand. 
If you can't take it, just take the whole camera. Don't take yep. the SD card. I know. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. If you're going to steal something, take the whole thing. Don't just take the little piece. <laughs> Make it so there's no hope, not a little. So before you dive into the actual hunts and everything, I want to ask this question. Ohio's not that far. Would this be something where you would like to do yearly and maybe forego certain weekends in Pennsylvania to say like, you know, Hey, I'm going to go out there and hunt Saturday, Sunday, because you can hunt Sunday there. Mm -hmm. Would that be something that would. Oh, I would definitely think about it. Yeah. I mean, after now that we've done it, mm -hmm. I would do it. I would be okay making it our yearly trip and doing it every year and hunting very similar areas. Now I've been to that area. I feel confident that every year I went in there, I feel we could be successful and, mm -hmm. and learn there and even, you know, do much better. Um, and it was a fun trip. So, yeah. you know, and it's not that far of a drive. Mm -hmm. And it, like you said, it you could do a weekend here or there. And not have to like spend, you know, obviously, even if you want to do a vacation or right. a long weekend, right. and you could do maybe like two of them instead of like one long one. Right. Um, and it would be a great time. Oh. Throw a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or even like an all day Friday, Saturday, come back, be home Sunday. Mm -hmm. I think that would definitely. Cause I, I'm I, game for it all the time. I, I just mm -hmm. think of like the everyday outdoorsman model, you mm -hmm. know, of what they do for Maryland. You know, they're just constantly down there and, you know, they're able to go there on a, on a, like we said, like a Friday, Saturday or whatever it be and get multiple weekends there. Yep. I mean, you could look at the weather, like you, you could say, Hey, like, wow, the weather here in Pennsylvania looks really crappy, but man, in, in Ohio, that looks primo. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's go to Ohio this weekend and then whatever, you know, it, it could, you know what I mean? I just think that is a very doable thing especially oh, yeah. like where you guys find a good campsite you got a rack shack you know you have a good good place to camp whether you're in a tent or a, mm -hmm. or, a or a little portable thing that you have mm -hmm. you know i just think that that's like you said the more times you do that the more comfortable you get more confident you get <laughs> you know what i mean oh, even just learning the road systems mm -hmm. i mean just being able to get around too that's kind of <laughs> one more yeah <laughs> yeah don't go through the construction sites down there. Yeah, Found they, that out first thing, <laughs> very first morning. Yep. That uh, they don't like that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like for places that are very near close by that offer good hunting, you know, I, I think that's a really cool thing to, you know, if you have the means to do it. Mm -hmm. like, we've said this on the podcast for multiple years. We're like, hey, we should try this. And, you know, October 16th, instead of hunting here in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. let's go to here. And then, like you said, Dimitri, go, you could go back if a tag's not filled or something. Oh, and they got a rifle season. I mean, you kill a buck in Pennsylvania then, too. Mm -hmm. You can't hunt. We well, can't buck hunt then. Yeah. Go I, out there and try to buck hunt. I, I don't know. I think what I love about the whole your like hunting your hunt is this was the first time for me personally, I had like a buck early season, quote unquote, like off of camera Intel that I was like, man, I might have a chance mm -hmm. early, right? Whether it be the second week, third week of October, I thought an early mid October 
like if a, the weather was going to play a role, I thought pretty. I felt pretty confident. And at times, like when I went out there, it, I don't know. Like it's just it's like one of those things where I don't know. I feel like I want to go end of October, November. Like I might hunt for a doe here and there in October now. And if the if the timing with weather like coincides, like yeah, I'll go out. But if it's a Tuesday, I'm not taking the day off anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's done. Like I'm 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 holding myself to that right now. That like if that 17th, it's a first cold front. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you, your cameras might tell you at a certain spots here locations, but I don't know. Like it's, I give me that end of October the 26th on. I'll I'll be my butt will be in the tree and it will be in the deer woods, but. The thirteenth, that first goal front. Yeah. Unless I know, like, mm-hmm. the mountain is just, the mountain's just tough, and you can't. These deer have no, they don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you have that 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 food source, that timber to the farm and this and that, and you're able to, that deer is like clockwork doing that. Yeah, the thirteenth, that cold front. He's probably going to be out there, like moving a little bit earlier or whatever. But up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Yeah. And that's that's what we kind of went with the, the time frame. You know, we were trying to pick a week that worked best for us and our, you know, the family. And also what's going to give us good success out there in Ohio. And mm-hmm. we came up with, um, you know, the end of October into the first week of November. So we figured, I think this the 6th and the 7th ended up being that Saturday, Sunday. So we figured, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are going to probably go around out there. That time frame into that following week would be like, you know, what I would consider like peak rot. Right. You know, um, give or take. I don't really know the area to know. Mm-hmm. But that's what we kind of determined what people would, would go out there. So we said, let's do the week before. They're still in that cruising phase, you know, heading into the cruising pre-rot, you know. And... um you know, hunt it that way mm-hmm. and uh, try to beat the crowd out there, and um, we, which we, we felt like we did, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't run into a, that many people at all. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of places we felt like we had the place to ourselves on these thousands of acres, and, um, you know, it kind of panned out. What, what was the movement like? Slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I figured there'd be at least... 200 inch buck running around just about everywhere and it turned out <laughs> wasn't the case yeah so we we were heading out on a sunday mm-hmm. so we were going to head out we got the okay from the wives to to head out that morning uh we thought maybe we we ha- i had the whole week off we had the whole week off uh he's self-employed so he can have any week <laughs> off like that he wants to but we i had the whole week off so we could kind of you know play with that time frame yeah. of however we wanted to do that but we decided um with halloween and kids stuff it worked best that we got the okay of uh sunday morning guys just go so uh we hunt, I hunted that Saturday, and I told that last yep. week about, you know, I saw a good deer movement, um, ended up a really nice buck came after I left the stand shortly after, and um, just because I wanted to do family stuff and hang out and do dinner and just make sure, and the next day was my birthday, and I was mm-hmm. leaving on my birthday, so uh, I just wanted to make sure, you know, kind of 
cross my T's and dotted my I's before we headed out, which is a good thing to do anyone doing mm-hmm. an out-of-state trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And take your wives on a little vacation before yep. you leave on yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So so we left on, on my birthday, Sunday morning. We I got at his house the crack of dawn. Um, we loaded the rack shack in his truck, and um, I mean – high and fly right you know you're ready for a trip you know how it is you just packing things up you just like you know 110 percent you know you're just like you don't even need caffeine because you're just ready to roll and uh you know we loaded up and and headed on out and um you know that that first night you know again it was my birthday so you know, my dream always is, has been to kill Buck on my birthday since my birthday is on October 30th. And, um, you know, whether it was that first night it was a doe, if it was a, a spike, if it, you know, I was going to put something down. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we got there. What time was it? Probably about 11 or so. Yeah, I think it? we pulled into the campground at 11. Um we didn't know what to expect from the campground. Uh, Ian's the one that set that up. Uh, talked to the guy. I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything about talking to him. No, it was definitely phone. interesting. I had no <laughs> idea what we were pulling into. It was sounded a little bit more hillbilly than even <laughs> I do, I guess. Yeah, the guy. The guy told Ian. He's like, "Yep, that's fine. Uh, you all have electric hookup." He said, "I don't care when you come up or when you leave." Yeah, I mean, and it kind of on the phone, not as friendly as once we met him. I mean, super nice guy. I would hang out with him anytime now. I mean, yeah. just good old hillbilly farm boy. Yeah. And if you were in a fight, he you want him. Yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> the size of a mountain. So we got out there at 11, met the guy. He showed us a campground, beautiful campground. Um and uh you know we got things unhooked and uh had the game plan of that night we were gonna do pull some cameras our initial plan was to go down to the further piece which we first scouted out the more mountainous terrain we're gonna pull those two cameras get the intel see what they said and then our original plan we we thought that spot was going to be as good as closer to our campground so our initial thought was we'll pull those cameras, see what they say, drive back up to the other piece, and then pull those cameras and then maybe possibly do a evening set. Got it. Um, and again, I know a lot of people, you know, on the podcast said, uh, you know, do a little more scouting at the beginning of the trip yep. and then, you know, kind of hunt your hunt once you kind of get all that intel. But, you know, being that my birthday and I don't mm-hmm. want to keep saying it over and over again, but <laughs> I wanted to try to have an opportunity. Right. So we went into the first spot and we split up. We said, there's two cameras. You go get this one. I'll go get this one. We'll come back to the truck, meet at the truck. And then we'll, um, check the cameras and then we'll decide what we want to do. Maybe we'll want to sit here. So we dove in and then you can talk about yours. Mine was a little less, uh, eventful. I, I saw a little bit of sign, uh, like one or two scrapes, probably three or four rubs. Uh, I could see the pattern that the, the my entrance in was the pattern of that deer that okay. I was taken to the camera. So he was routinely 
uh, using like deer bucks were using that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really calm and the leaves were crunching quite a bit. So it was, it was very hard to be quiet going in to check those cameras. And those cameras were probably typically where we would want to hunt, okay. you know, where we would want to get in the tree. So I just tried to dive in. We didn't even know if the cameras were going to be there when we showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I grabbed the camera and I saw, you know, a little bit of sign, but nothing like that was like screaming at you. Yep. So I just kind of beat feet or like snuck back, but was trying to get back, uh, and to meet him. Yeah. Whenever we went down and we took our bows just in case we would run into something, just street clothes, no camo. I mean, yeah. just basically what I have on now, take off, go in, we split up and I was probably, I don't know, five minutes after we left. I just started seeing rub after rub after rub and then scrapes. And in my head, I knew I was like, don't go any further. Just go back, get your stuff. I tried texting him, calling him, no, no service. service. Yeah. I was like, well, all right. And, you know, it's one of the things, hindsight, you wish you wouldn't have, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Went down, whole way down, got the camera, coming back up, I jumped a deer. And couldn't tell exactly what it was, white tail. I mean, mm-hmm. if it had been close enough, I would have shot, but it was in the thick stuff. We get back up, and I took pictures of everything. I got them right here. I'm showing Dimitri. I was going to do his favorite, put my hand down and show him the size of the tracks, <laughs> but instead I stuck my release down there. And we got back to the truck, told him, hey, I got lots of sign. I think we should hunt. Then we get the laptop out, check check the uh, sd cards and we went backwards just figure ways i'll see what's closest yeah big buck my camera big bucks multiple up on his camera we're like well we gotta sit this yeah and get ready got change right there up on the road went back in and i just went right down to where i saw the sign sat at the sign and all i saw that night was a couple of turkeys there was a bunch of turkeys where we were at and end up being kind of uneventful that night. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, and like he said, the, the biggest thing for us is not that we just saw bucks in September or beginning mm-hmm. of October going through the spots. It was at the day before. Right. Or two days before. Mm-hmm. We were seeing, I mean, these bucks were, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not good at scoring, but they were probably 140, 150 yeah, bucks. Big bucks. You know, they were, they were monsters. Mm-hmm. For us, at right. least. <laughs> I mean, a 120 is a monster for me. Yeah, but, right. I'm, yeah. So, again, like he said, we weren't going to leave sign to go find sign. And we, you know, it was already 2 o'clock. And we're like, it's a 40-minute drive to the other spot. We don't even really, haven't been in there. Right. But just, you know, I know we've been in here. We kind of mucked it up a little bit. But you never know. Yeah, something could circle back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we said, Let, we're here. Let's do it. Um, and then we got in there and. Like you said, just nothing. We backed out, came out at dark, and uh, headed back to the campground. And and so that was night one. And um, night one, we maybe partied a little bit more than yeah. we should have for a birthday party. Yep. So we met back. There was there was two guys um, from Exodus Trail Cameras, uh, Jason Lucas, uh, that I kind of got in contact with before the trip and. Um, 
they were they did some scouting of the other piece that we were hunting and um uh so they were coming down that weekend to to hunt and uh so they were texting me and and i told them about the campground so they actually camped out at our location at the campground and so we met them there they were setting up camp we got back and uh great guys <laughs> we sat Dexter's guys yeah they were yeah. they were awesome yeah they were awesome the good guys we sat in the we sat in my in the rack shack drinking beers bush apples uh pounding them and the reason we did that too is is it was going to rain the next morning mm-hmm. and it was pretty much set that yeah. when we woke up 5 a.m it was going to be raining till i think about 10 or 11 that mm-hmm. day is what the forecast was so we knew that like we weren't going to get out yeah, there we'd rather time. do some scouting mm-hmm and use that time wisely. So, and then we talked about that. We talked about this area, and we kind of, you know, did some strategy and, and and BS with them. And it was a good time sharing camp and oh, yeah. and just hanging out. And uh, it started raining, so we were inside the the rack shack with what like five of us. And yeah, a little tight for five guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe two, three, possibly max. Yep. So our. Our game plan, they had a game plan because they've already scouted this area. They had some cell cameras and some other cameras in there that they've checked. So they kind of knew where they were going, and we didn't really have an idea. So we figured uh, we pick kind of picked a location where we, we wanted to start, and we kind of got a late start. It was just about daybreak, and we kind of headed into the woods. And my, my thought was I was just going to keep moving. Mm-hmm until i found something that was screaming at me again like yep. the other spot to get up you know and i said if i spend the whole morning just walking i'm okay with that mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to rush into just getting up to get up um and it was pretty wet and it was you know even though it was supposed to stop raining it stopped and then it started again and the first morning was pretty miserable but i just kind of i just scouted this whole piece um that i thought was really good and you know, you would find a scrape, a fresh scrape here or there and a rub here or there, but nothing consistently or telling me that a bunch of bucks or, you know, something was visiting this on a like daily, daily basis, basis. Yeah. or, you know, so, um, you know, I was soaking wet. Uh, I got back and then I walked to where he was and, um, you know, we eventually met up and you didn't see anything. That no, first we morning. said a rendezvous time kind of where we we're going to meet at the truck. I went out, went up across a stream, turned out, ended up being about knee high, and I only had ankle high boots on. So that added to the wetness factor for the day. I went up, I actually found some sign and sat, but I mean, shooting lanes, it was thick. You could only shoot 20 yards, if that. And waited till, I don't know, 10, maybe 11. And we went back up. We're going to get a different game plan kind of threw me off came down off came back up across the creek and i see somebody at my truck and turned out Demetri was already back there at the truck had the door open i'm sitting there with the binoculars in the weeds trying to see what's going on I'm like what the heck is to going get ready on to come up with a game plan yeah. oh yeah and then he must have seen me out there and waved me down came back in and then we got our game plan for that evening yeah we and, we went and grabbed other cameras uh oh, yeah. we went up on that that lunchtime it, 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 and grabbed those three. We had three up um, the field. The mm-hmm. field. We had two at one in the field. 
one in a different location. And uh, so we grabbed all three of those and, and kind of dove into there. And again, those cameras didn't have as much recent buck activity, which we kind of expected. Okay. Uh, they were more on field edges and, and stuff. But we did see like, hey, this one corner, there was piles of guys mm-hmm. all October, you know, heading back in this location. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crazy thing was it was, I think, like October 17th at like 5 p.m. There was this like nice probably 120 130 inch uh buck came through i mean even after all that pressure of all those guys coming back and it was like a field edge where you know it it was almost like field edge um and then like a real low like a little tree line and then like another field in the back yeah and this was kind of the front part and he was coming through you know an hour and a half two hours before dark (laughs) um in the middle of october it was it was kind of crazy, like seeing so, that intel, right? So, like again, what I was just saying, like that fifteenth, sixteenth, like you, there's going to be that one outlier, mm-hmm. but like to for someone like yourselves and myself that like say travel, like say mm-hmm. say like hey, we're gonna go to fifteenth, whatever cold front in Ohio, and I say hey, I'm gonna go back at home, I'm gonna go up the mountain, drive two and a half hours, you're gonna drive four hours, whatever it be, for that one opportunity which if it happens then we're we're looking like we're you know no you're rock stars we're rock stars but you go there and you're like i didn't see anything again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's the that's the gamble and that's hunting don't get me wrong but that's the normal hunting that's right right but like that's where again give me that end of october Mm -hmm. november i'd rather i like my chances better for that than that one random why is this buck after all this pressure still moving two hours before daylight do you know what I mean? Did he get bumped from somewhere, or you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're they're the questions that you wish you you knew. I don't know. Yep. So we we grabbed the cameras, we checked to get the pictures, and then we headed back to camp. It was about lunchtime. We were gonna grab some lunch and then kind of game plan for afternoon. The rain was gonna stop. It still was a little warm, you know, for the for that week. The radar. Of what we would want yeah. it to be at that end of October, beginning of November, um, but we just gotta had to keep hunting. So we got back, we pulled in. One of the guy, Exodus guys was was back, Jace, and um, we pull in, and I'm like, wow, that's weird that they're back already. And uh, they they said they weren't gonna plan the hunt till eleven or so, and and meet back at the camp, and because uh, they split up. Mm-hmm. And he was back, and we got out of the truck, and he's like, you see anything? And we're like, no. We just kind of, you know, walked around, scouted a little bit, and we're like, did you? And he goes, yeah. And we're like, did you shoot one? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, good one? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of, he was a quiet kid, but he was super cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're like, wow, that's awesome. Like, you know, we asked him about it, and he's, he, uh, um, I think they were going to put a video out. I think I just saw it, but... Uh, he uh, was just about to get down. Um, it was, uh, I think, 10.45 or so. Yeah, he said he was going to sit till 11 or something. Yeah, there was Kept a- on pushing it back 15 minutes. I'm going to wait till this time. I'm going to wait till this time. Then 11 was his time he was going to get down. And uh, there was a scrape that they were they were hunting, Hungover. that they had a camera. And uh, he said he, he literally had his bow on his string, and he was just about to start the string down Uh and for some reason he looked over his opposite shoulder 
and that buck was standing there at like 45, 40, 45 yards. And he's like, oh, crap. So he had to take his bow off his string, turn around, and re-knock an arrow. And this thing's walking at like 25 yards. And he pulls back, and he shoots, and it takes down over the hill. And again, you know, Ohio's pretty steep, so like a couple leaps, and you're like, they're gone. Yeah. You know, so... Um, so that was pretty cool. And, you know, they, the rest of them came back and they were all pumped up for him. And, you know, he wasn't sure about the shot and he just backed straight out and, and came back and, you know, um, we were kind of game planning what we were going to do that evening. And, uh, we were headed to, we went to the cornfield, right? That first, was that the first? I can't even remember that night where we went. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure we went to the cornfield, the long cornfields. Yeah. Yep. That's when we went up there. Yeah. So our on the front side of where we went. The yeah, because that would have been Monday. Yeah. Yep. So Monday. Yeah. So our the guy that we um, rented the campground off us gave us some intel. He's like, you know, there's some public ground. They have cornfields as far as you can see. Mm-hmm. Ended up being the one strip that i was hunting was like probably about 800 yards of corn oh wow yeah it was a pretty long cornfield yeah. that's like your dream for rifle oh <laughs> yeah i would sit that every day <laughs> and it wasn't cut yet yeah um and then his was probably three or three or four hundred yards yeah it's probably only half of yours there's just a little ravine in between Ooh. the two okay um never been in here never scouted it you know we just figured standing corn it was kind of on the edge of the uh public so we figured maybe it got over hit. We, we pulled in. There was an old guy that lived across the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to him and just trying to gain some intel. We're like, hey, have a lot of people been parking here or hunting? And he goes, no. He's like, I haven't seen really anybody hunting here. And he's he said, there has been an eight point that's been crossing the road right here in this ravine. And we're like, okay, you know, so yeah. that's, that's cool. So, you know, it's always good just to talk to the locals, you know, mm-hmm. like Ian was the one, he, like, as soon as he saw that guy, he crossed the road and was like, just, yeah, just like, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And you know, you, you can gain a lot of information. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't a hunter and Mm-mm. it was uh, actually family farm that his, got he grew sold. up. Yeah. He grew up there, got sold and then there's somebody else bought it, but then the state ended up buying it from somebody and. Yeah. Kind of neat little run around. Yeah, so we we dove back into that and and um you know, I got to the back end of that that cornfield and I walked in and I was just trying to scout for sign and there was just really thick green briar, but there was just very limited trails and there was a trail that I was kind of walking and there was like three scrapes in a row within like 10 yards of each other. Ooh, like okay. like and and you could smell like a buck Bucks. smell mm-hmm. like on those scrapes like yep. when you walk by that scrape it stunk yeah and i'm like man that's fresh you know i was like so i gotta get up in you know this lane and kind of what we talked with brandon the reason i brought up that question to him is you know there was that one trail yep and that was the only way that that buck could get to that field because it was so thick that like i would have you know there was like maybe some shots but there was no trail that a deer would even go through them. right so i was very limited to like my shot i had one trail there was the third scrape i set up on it was like a 17 yard shot um so i was just kind of guessing but i mean just the freshness of that sign mm-hmm. told me i should probably be there and i didn't want to dive any further because i didn't know what it was like and um 
I actually saw a tree with old pegs like screwed Screw into the in. step and the, the tree was dead. So they were in there for a long time. So I was like, well, this can't be too bad of a spot. Yep. Um, and it ended up not seeing anything that night, kind of getting skunk. Uh, and then I was pretty much the same thing. I went right to the edge of the public private and walked basically private line the whole way down to the backside of the cornfield and ended up finding a tree stand back there. That must have been a guy hunted every now and then. Went back. I probably went 200 yards or so back off the cornfield and had similar situation. But didn't find any scrapes. But I found where probably three or four trails all came together and just set up on it. Right. And I wasn't really going to get too crazy going too far in there. I figured, if anything, maybe doe would come off private and whack a doe. But I didn't see anything that night. Hmm. yeah so while we were in there we got the text from those guys they found that buck uh beautiful 10 point i mean (laughs) hammer i mean not hammer for ohio i mean i i forget what he thought it would score like 120 130 yeah maybe more i don't know what the official score ended i've never really it was big enough i would have shot right over it no doubt (laughs) (laughs) but uh we got back to camp and they had the buck there and it was just beautiful yeah beautiful buck and you know so we got to congratulate them and they were actually packing up and heading back they're out she's killing out so. yeah they were out so you know um that was super cool for them and to share that with them and it broke the ice for us too yep it's yeah. always good when somebody kills something then you know the do you know there's yep. deer yep. you know, you know I mean. it's gonna happen because yep. at this point you've only kicked one out Oh, yeah, yep. we haven't put even eyes on. We yeah. saw we did see quite a few deer on private whenever we were driving back. Mm-hmm. It was that it was that night that we saw the deer. Yep. But I mean, it's all private, so yeah, we couldn't like do you, anything about yeah, it. Anyways. It's, like, it's like Utah. You drive one mile from where we were, and it's a twenty-year point friggin' draw, and there's two hundred inch. <laughs> yeah, mule <laughs> deer. Yeah, walking around. You're like, just go one mile down the road, yeah. will you? Um. So. This is when the story gets interesting. So we we get back and, you know, on the way to where we were hunting that evening, we we wanted to get to the backside of this property, like the the far end of the public Mm -hmm. where the cornfields are, because it was a nice ridge top. And we want to get on the backside and it showed, you know, how Onyx sometimes shows like a, A a road and it says like the township road goes into the public. Yep. Like, yeah, like, there's one we, we, you and I had that yep. issue. <laughs> yeah. And you think that like, oh, I can drive past all the private and there must be a parking lot for the public. That's what it looks like on right. the map. So we, we drive back and, you know, we're in the hillbilly country of Ohio. Like, I mean, hillbilly, right? And Go on little roads, little roads, dirt road. We're driving back here and there's like these little houses. There's a house, like a little um, ranch house that doesn't even have siding on it yeah. and like someone's living there oh my and gosh. we drive back to the last house and there's like all these painted like not just like a legit sign like spray painted like do not park here you will be towed pick up your vehicle in this town like wherever the must be the towing company <laughs> and so we're like okay like we're turning around yeah. you know so because it was the last house and uh you know we pull up and 
we look over and there's a pen, you know, pen and a bunch of like corn stalks like there. And we're like, what the heck is that? And we look big pot belly peg, like probably like what? 300 pounds. Oh, it was made. a good size one. Yeah. <laughs> like in this pen and it like in the house is run down, like half of it's fallen in. No there's windows. No windows. So it, makes, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, there's banjo music coming yeah. out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were like, okay, let's get. Let's get out of here. Like, yeah. this is weird. Like, yeah. we got to turn around. We're either going to get shot or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we turn around and we're like, what? What is that up there coming out of the house? Like, out of the front door that's not existing. There's oh, no geez. door coming out. An emu, <laughs> like a big six foot bird, <laughs> yeah. is like coming out of the house, ha- living in the house, coming out. And we're like, what the heck did we just oh drive my It's like gosh. the big bird of hell came. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing's like putt. Like, I don't know what they do. Like putting, making noise. Yeah. And we're like, we yeah. got to get out of here. This yeah. is creepy. Yeah. So that's when we were like, okay, we're going up to the cornfield. So we hunted that night. So we're back at the campground. And the guy that owns the campground, he comes back. And he's talking to these guys and congratulating them about the buck and looking at it. And. You know, we're all excited and talking and this guy's talking about, you know, we're, we're thinking about like, what are we going to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, like, where we, are you guys going to go now? Where are we going to go? And, you know, it's always hard out of state, like, especially for the morning hunts, because if you don't have places picked out, yeah. you're walking in blind and you just don't. Well, really... I've been, and again, up until this point, you hunted two evenings and you're like crap. over, you're over, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you're limited on time, and even though it's like early on, but every day it's like yeah. tick, tick, and tick, 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 tick. Shot a friggin' ten point. Yeah, you know. came down first morning, shot a ten point. Yeah. Like, so you're questioning everything. Yeah, we are. We're like, you know, what are we gonna do? So we're talking to this guy, and he's he he's talking about it. He's gonna have a couple properties and Airbnb, and it'd be great for hunting cabins and guys from out of state. And we're like, oh, that'd be really cool. And and he's like, yeah, I have this one property that's kind of run down, and the house is ha- burn it. Down. Yeah, he's like, the house is half fallen down. I was just gonna burn it down, and <laughs> and he's like, but it would be perfect for like a little cabin because it's just bordered by state game lands and uh, all around it, and you could walk right up into it. And I'm like sitting there, you know, you know, yeah. like something's turning in my head. I'm like, man, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> like, I was like. Is there an emu and a pig living on this property that you own? He goes, yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. And what was the – he had the, the pig had a name or something. I Billy can't Bob. remember what the pig's name yeah. was, but then the emu was Scoot. 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 And he's like, yeah, that emu's been living there for the last 20 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. No one killed it? No. And he's like and, – and I'm, and I'm like – Wow, like like what's the odds right. that we drove up into and this and guy owns, owns it. it? Right. And so I said, Do you mind if we drove in there and just parked right there and walked up into the state game lands? That way we can come in the back side right. and access it where no one can because it coming from the cornfield, I mean you're talking a couple miles yeah. two it was or two three and miles. And a half miles is what I put the pin to where oh, wow. we were at. Wow. And that's like walking back down, down a ravine, up a ravine and then like Back. The way Dimitri would go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I, I don't care. Yeah. Go ahead. Park there. He's like, yeah. He's like, just be careful with old Scoot. He's like, once you get out of your vehicle, he's kicked me a few times. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> You're just ready. You had a knife in your hand. Yeah, I put the gun in him. Like hell yeah. Well, yeah. Kick me once. <laughs> we'll eat him second. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just like, what's the odds of that right. happening? You right. know, and and so we were excited. We kind of, um, we kind of uh, came up with a game plan. Then we kind of looked at the map and like, where would we go? And you know, where are we going to set up? And mm-hmm. um, and then at the end of the night, right before we went to bed, and he's like. Yeah, he's like, good luck, guys. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'll tell you. He's like, I'm not going to get a chance to hunt anyway this year. He's like, there's a drop time buck up there. Oh, my gosh. And, and we're like, so then we're like on cloud nine. Like, yeah. you know, we don't know where he is. I mean, right. he never told us like exactly or where what he was. Saw him or anything. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, holy cow. Like, yeah. That's pretty sweet, you know. Yeah. And, and um, so we went up there next morning. You know, kind of build our boost. You know how any yeah. out of state yeah. hunt is just like that Absolute roller coaster. You're, you're up now. We were prepping for all day that day. Yep. We were going to sit all day. Yep, we were going to get up there. We we're going to sit all day. We might, if like this, get up there in the dark. We we're going to gray light it. Okay. Like we we weren't going to get up there in the dark just because mm-hmm. we wanted to be able to see. We felt it would be better for us to like maybe start the trip mm-hmm. in the dark, but try to get to the top of the hill. Uh, right at gray light then we kind of scout our way in yeah and then like maybe half hour after uh light be up in the tree and then kind of hunt right because because with these ridges is what we thought like you know it would take a while for a deer to get up there because they're pretty pretty steep (laughs) i I chased dimitri up this hill everest is what i named it because that's what it felt like i was climbing well that's what we got he's part mountain goat running up this thing I he had thought I was gonna have I'm, a heart attack. I'm glad that you struggled because I I always tell everybody I was like I don't know what it was I was like but in Utah that the mornings I don't know if it's the altitude or what killed killed me because he and he and Tim were like just blown past me and I'm like man I'm having trouble breathing but then like midday I was fine but those mornings I, I felt like I was, my feet were moving in sand and at one point we were in freaking sand and I was like this is like shit this is dog oh, shit well, this sucks well yeah I mean we might be about the same height yeah but his legs gotta be about 10 inches longer than mine <laughs> He'd step six steps. He's 50 feet up there. I yeah. step six well, steps. That warm, I'm five feet. That warms me that, that you struggled too, then. Well, <laughs> and, of course, I mean, I'm a little short for my weight. I mean, so not the best shape, more round than anything. We're going up here, and I'm seriously halfway thinking, wow. I mean, I like you as a friend, but wow, hunting partner. I might have to find a different one. <laughs> yeah, because it was that steep terrain where your feet – and the hill's probably only about eight inches from your forehead because that's how yeah. steep it was. Yeah. Oh, I, I was ready to just crawl. I figured, you know what? Yeah. It's going to be daylight till I get up there anyways. Might as well just take my time that's and like, hands and knees it. The stuff that Tom talked about last week about being like, you know, that, that climb where he was on his hands and knees, that spot up here, I haven't gotten a picture down at that bottom in a long time. I just think because of the pressure and everything. But where I have that one up in there, like, that's how it was. Like, I was crawling. I mm-hmm. legit was, like, pulling myself up using, like, the little twigs. Oh, and... I was doing the same thing. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we were <laughs> – it was pretty steep. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was – I being in Utah, this was pretty close to a lot of some wow. of that steepness. Uh, and so we had to kind of finagle getting up this hill, and <laughs> we were just drenched with sweat. And uh, we get to the top, and, you know, there was a little bit of a saddle and a point, and we kind of – then we kind of split and it was probably it wasn't quite shooting light but it was pretty close 
when we kind of split. Right. Uh, he went left, I went right, and then we kind of scouted our way in. And you know, again, it's just it's just really hard not knowing the terrain. And even though you know, I I went through a little opening and checking my maps, and you know, it looked really good on the the map. And then there was again, it was like a it's like an open lane of pine, small pines. Mm-hmm. It looked really good because there was a heavy trail. There's one really small rub, nothing really crazy. But the problem is there was no trees to kind of get in. Like I could ground game it. Yeah. But again, I limited myself to one, one shot. One shot, and I just I just couldn't pull myself to do that again. Yeah. So I just kept pushing forward, and I ended up finding a little point. Um, that I felt like those, those bucks cruising the ridges might like come around that thick stuff and then go to the point and then like go down the next ridge. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I felt really good about my spot. I got up and, you know, it was already daylight and, and, um, did some rattling. I did some grunting, I, you know, throwing some Hail Marys there. I didn't see anything. Nothing. Nothing. And you killed that day. I killed that day. Yeah. That we split, I went up to the left, kind of in a saddle, and I was looking around. It was just so thick. There was no way. So I kind of went almost to the same point that Dimitri did, just on the opposite end, almost to where I guess the saddle would have been behind me, and I was looking kind of up the ridge. But there was a couple little ridges that kind of met up with it and found an opening that probably down – if I would have been to my right, I could have shot probably 50 yards, and then to my left was only 20 yards or so. Okay. And I, I was up, I was up first. I was up. It didn't take me that long to get up. I mean, I was, I don't know, I can't remember what time it got light out. Say 7:30, 8 o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. And was up and ready to go. And then the wind started picking up. It got pretty cold, and of course dripping with sweat. So I kind of bundled up and was sitting there and. We figured all day, so I had all kinds of snacks packed, and then about 9.30 came, and I'm getting low on my snacks, thinking, oh, boy, I'm going to have a rough day today. And it was about 10 o'clock, and sitting there, and we were messaging back and forth. We had pretty good service that day. And just kind of, I don't know, we were sitting there thinking, wow, this is going to be a long hunt. I mean, still haven't seen a deer didn't have great sign up there sitting there and i don't know 15 minutes or so passed and i'm just sitting there looking looking turned around and the leaves were so bright like i mean they like glowed yeah i looked and saw all i saw was a brown i never even paid attention to really what it was and it was behind me so if i was looking forward it would have been to my seven o'clock okay and i'm in a group of trees that are probably five or six trees, but I'm on the front one. And there's it. two to my left-hand side, which the deer would have been coming up. And all I hear is start walking up. I look and saw it was just a spike. And I figured, oh, you were so done. <laughs> <laughs> and my bow's hanging the way that that deer is coming. I just took a gear tie, tied it to a branch. It's coming. I took, unhooked that bow. Stopped the deer, 17 yards, and I called it. I said, I'm going to shoot a spike and spine it. Sure enough, <laughs> spike, spine. That thing <laughs> fell dead right there. It rolled over, stuck another one. I mean, I center punched it right in the dead center of the chest then. And 
I mean, I had to sit down. I was shaking so yeah. bad. It's, well, I never even stood up, I guess. I stood up to call Dimitri. Had to call him, tell him we had to buck down. And then I'm oh, the adrenaline dump just started happening. I'm shaking, standing, <laughs> talking to him. I had to sit down. He's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So I said, I'll just wait. I waited. He walked over to me. I don't know, 15 minutes or so. I never even got down, never moved. I packed my stuff up, kind of had it ready. So when he got there, I could throw stuff at him. Yeah. And that celebrating happened. I mean, I was excited. But whenever I saw him come around the corner, I mean, he was fired. It up. was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't even, words almost can't describe. I mean, it, we went down there to kill something and something died. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I want to ba backtrack because you even said earlier in this conversation, like, I didn't care what it was that night. If it was a doe or, or a buck, I was killing it. Like, oh, there's no there's no antler restrictions, and right. I'm not picky. I mean, you give me right. something brown, I'm putting an arrow in it. Right, and I love you know what I mean. Like that's it. Like you said, even at that point too, like you were like, I saw brown, and if it's gonna give me shooting, and there it was. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that story is is we weren't seeing anything again, and they're like, Man, see anything? Nope, nope, nope. So it was like. It was 10 o'clock exactly, 10 zero, 0 and I was like, and, you know, I don't eat much when I no, hunt. No, you I'm don't the, eat it I'm the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, a couple cliff bars will get me through a couple of days, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been done 830. Yeah. So it was 10 o'clock, and I finally pulled one snack. I'm like, I'm going to eat a cliff bar for good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I said that in my mind, and so I ate a cliff bar at 10 o'clock exactly, and... And it was night. What ten fifteen? Yeah, ten fifteen. It was fifteen minutes after I ate that. I get a call from Ian, and as soon as I saw the the you knew. call, yeah, I'm like, knew. why yeah. would he call me when right. we have texting service? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so he called me. He's like, bug down. I was like, no way. Like what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, spike. And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? And he's like, and it went right down. You yeah. know? And these ridges in Ohio. Well, I thank mean, goodness. Yeah. I mean, they go down the opposite ravine. I mean, you are gonna work. You miss. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna work to get that thing out, and uh, so it was super cool. And I walked up, and uh, I didn't even see the deer yet. I saw him, and we're we're fist, fist pumping, pumping yep. and just like all just jacked up. It was it was awesome, and you know, I was just excited as he, as probably as he was, and then he got down, and we helped each other down, and. Uh, you know, took care of the deer and took some pictures and, you know, he tagged it and then, uh, um, gutted it out and, uh, no, you didn't even get it. No, out. I, because there's the Creek at the bottom that we crossed to come up. Yep. We've decided like, Hey, let's just get it down the hill. the hill. And then, uh, you know, we were trying to find our way down because we were kind of further down the ridge than when we came up. So we weren't sure how to, and there was kind of um some draws up this okay. ridge uh so we didn't really know how to get down we just kind of figured we'd take it down downhill and figure it out because once we got to the bottom we knew there was a path that goes right down to the truck so you know we were kind of dragging it down and um then we, get, we hit that our cliff coming down <laughs> so we we come down to the hill and we're just about to the the creek bottom and i'm, I'm like okay you stay here i'll go see what the best path is and i walk over and i'm like uh it's like straight down it's like actually rock cliff holy cow and like i'm talking like 30 40 feet oh, yeah. if not more 
And so I come back. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to be able to go that way. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, we're cliffed out. He's like, we're cliffed out. And I was like, yeah, wait, that's literally a cliff. And there's a pond to our right. So I don't know how to get down. Uh, so we ended up having to drag it along that cliff mm-hmm. until we found a spot you could cut down that wasn't cutting down so i mean it was, it was, it was cr- still steep taking that deer down there yeah there was a couple of times we just kind of pushed it and let it roll yeah luckily the rack didn't hold it up much <laughs> <laughs> so it was crazy i mean that's the, yeah. the terrain that we were that's hunting that time well, i think too like you see that in the thp video when they when zach goes back to mm-hmm. ohio there was one that they killed last year i think and the end shot it was like a cave like mm-hmm. a cliff cave that had water and everything so yeah that's awesome but we found some good sign on the way down i mean we were Oh, where I would hunt. Yeah. 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 Not so high up on the mountain, but yeah, we saw like some. 50 feet from the truck. Yeah. I mean, we saw some huge scrapes and fresh sign and, you know, um, but we were dragging that deer back and we were, we uh, took care of it. We had the sled. We got the sled and uh, took it back to the truck and thanks Scoot for letting us uh, not, get, <laughs> not get kicked. Yeah. Not getting kicked. And uh, we headed back to the, the campsite that day and. You know, it was awesome. You know, we had one in the truck and yeah. uh, took it back. And we uh, talked to the guy that owned the camp, and he's always around working. And, you know, he had a barn on the property, and uh, it kind of had like a the underneath was like walk under. And uh, we're like, hey, uh, do you mind if we hung up a deer and, and skinned it out and cut it up? And he's like, oh, no. He's like, you're at deer camp. You do whatever you want. And nice. He's like, I don't care what you guys do. There's a hose over there, and if you want to hose it, we're like, okay. And he's like, we'll get this. T-. Ian was like, we'll take this care of. You can hunt this evening. I was like, nah. I said, you know, I was like, let's just enjoy do this. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is a celebration for both of us, and you know, let's just get it taken care of. We'll cut it up, get it in the freezer. We'll get ice, and then we'll go out to eat. Yeah. You know, we're gonna celebrate and just kind of go out to eat, and and that's what we did. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was. Oh man, it was awesome. And we were just cutting that deer up and we took a, he had a folding table that we folded out and mm-hmm. he had a hanger and we hung it in the barn and, you know, we were out there and put some music on, drinking some beers and, you know, yeah. just living it. It, living it up. Oh, it was perfect. I mean, you can't ask for a better hunting camp. Yeah. I mean, just doing your own thing. You don't have to worry about it. Nobody's looking at you thinking, yeah. wow, what are they doing? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, there wasn't really anybody around at that no, point. No one's saying, when he when he coming back in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that night, we we um, we got deer taken care of. We went and got ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the deer on ice in, in the cooler and went out to a bar slash restaurant and uh, had a steak dinner and nice. kind of celebrated a little bit. And then we headed back. And then it was kind of game planning for me. We basically had two and a half, or probably we planned on two and a half days. Yeah. Because we wanted to leave, I think, like that Friday at like lunchtime or whatever. We figured we'd head back. Right. So, you know, um, so I was trying to figure out what, what my game plan would be to put me in successful. Just because we haven't been seen. That was the first deer that was right. seen in stand. Right. And I haven't seen anything. I didn't even see a tail at this point. Right. Um, so... I was kind of thinking of what I wanted to do. Uh, And again, luckily, 
when the Exodus guys came back, they, they pulled their camera that was at that scrape where he shot the buck. And when we looked at the footage, there was, at the end of October, there was, what, there was the 10 point that he shot okay. was hitting that scrape. There was a bigger 8 point wow. than that buck hitting the scrape. There was a smaller 8 point, like kind of a basket 8, which still would be nice for Pennsylvania. Uh, and then a couple smaller bucks that were hitting the scrape. So, you know. And split. Split. Yeah, there was one, like, spike that just split at the top. Yeah. It was probably technically a four, four point, point, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of thought about it, and I said, well, you know, there's a good time for all day sits. A lot of that activity was, like, 10, 11 o'clock or, like, 2 or 3 o'clock. Like, it wasn't, like. First light or last light. Last light. So, you know, what I told him, I said, you know, there's bucks in that area. We know that they've been hitting it recently. Mm -hmm. I know that they shot a buck there, but if I get up somewhere in that area for the next two and a half days, something's got to come through there. And again, I wasn't going to be picky. Right. A doe. Right. Spike. I was going to put meat in the freezer. So... You know, I wasn't going to hold out. And you're for a full anything. day removed from the Exodus guys from being in there. Yes. So, right. the, yes, it was uh, over a full day. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm just going going in there. And I'm a full day sit for two and a half days. I might move around a little bit based off right. what I see. Uh, but I feel confident that that's a spot you're going to see something. Yes. Yeah. So um, the next morning I told him, I said, I'm just going to take the truck. I said, uh, that way I'm Did not left in? there. I got up. Well, there's not. You can't really be quiet in the rack shack because you almost touch each other every time you move. <laughs> so I was up and figured, well, okay, I'll just hang out here, get some stuff tidied up. I mean, we were only there a couple of days. It wasn't really that big of a wreck. Right. So, yeah, he took off. I took a nap. I just said, because there was no cell phone service. And uh, so I said, you know, I didn't want him to drop me off. And say, you, you know, I'm an all day sit, and if I yeah. shoot something, you know, yeah. and then like, what do I do to get him to come back or right. whatever? Flare gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I'll take the truck. You stay here. If I shoot something, we'll come back. And he said, okay. He's like, I'll be here. And, uh, you know, we're like, we were kind of joking around the night before, and like, you know, it'd be awesome if you pulled in and, you know, if I see you coming in early because I was going to all day sit that, yeah. you know, that you shot something. So, so I go out, it was early in the morning. It was going to be, it was really foggy that morning. Yeah. Um, really foggy. It, was, it wasn't It was really cold. It was like upper 30s, low 40s. It was going to be like 60 that day. So not, not ideal conditions. No, and right. I'm driving, I'm taking my time. And I actually had to take a little slower than I wanted to just because the roads are really windy. I could only see like 20, 30 yards in front of me because how foggy it was that right. morning. So I drive out to the spot and I get into the parking spot and I'm walking in and again, I'm just kind of going based off of my pin that I have and, you know, how hard that is to kind of figure out. You've never been mm-hmm. in there before, but you're going to a pin. So, um, and then again, since you don't have service, even though I had the maps downloaded, where your location is kept kind of bouncing around. You know how it is like, like yep. you're here, but it might throw you like... You check it, and then you're, like, 20 yards over here, and then you're, like, okay, I walk two feet, and then I'm, like, 20 yards over here, and yeah. it's, like, kind of throwing me around. So I got to the point where I was close enough, and I was, like, well, 
using my headlamp that I just kind of figure like, okay, I have enough openings. I feel comfortable climb up in a tree. And, um, so I'm getting up just about gray light about 15, 20 minutes before shooting light. And I get up, I feel good, you know, still on the high of his note, yeah. but I'm like, okay, like, you know, something might happen here. You never know. And again, I it gets light out. I only have probably max 25 yard shooting lanes. You know, it's real thick. Um, but everything, it's just one of those, th you get up and it's like, man, this looks really good. Yeah. I, I think about my, uh, buck probably, what was that? Like three years ago from up here. Yep. yep. From up here. Uh, and it was again, the same thing. I went in there blind and I just, when it got light out, I was like, man, I just like, I feel like something's going to happen because mm -hmm. this looks, looks really good. And I had that feeling, uh, but the day went on and it was like two hours go by and it's like nothing. And I'm looking around, you know, you're like on edge and, and then it was almost like sinking in, like, man, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is going to be a I'm, long day. I'm not going to see anything now. No, yeah. and we yeah. weren't seeing any rut activity or anything. And I'm like, man, this is, this is, <laughs> this sucks. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, then I was just starting to really get down. Really get down. I had no service. I think I had service, but he didn't have service at the campground. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't text him. So I wasn't talking to anybody. You know, like yeah. no communication. And I was like, man, this is going to be a long two and a half days if I do this and sit right. here. Um, and it, and no lie, it gets to 10 o'clock. 10, well, it was like 9.50 something. And I was like, I mean, a cliff bar at 10 o'clock. <laughs> it worked yesterday. Yeah. You know, you get those superstitions, oh, oh right? Gosh, you know, yeah. being athletics and yeah. stuff, you know. 100%. And I was like, at 10.00, I mean, a cliff bar, you know. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of do whatever you can to try to keep your morale up. Yep. And so 10 o'clock comes, peel that cliff bar, I'm eating. And uh, I'm like, okay, let's let's see what happens, you know. And <laughs> I think what was mine? Thirteen minutes. Yeah, I think thirteen minutes after, it was, so it was like ten thirteen, and I'm in the saddle and I'm, I'm I'm facing this way, and I look over my right shoulder. Okay. And I look, and again, I max twenty five yards, and I look over my right shoulder and I just see a deer. And again, it's the first deer I saw, and I just see you know like because it was foggy that morning. Yeah. And it was starting to lift and all I could just see is, you know, how you see like the, the, the really white nose yep. with the brown. And it's so distinct to see that with all the oranges. Yep. And I looked and I'm like, holy crap, there's a deer. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I didn't even know what he was. Yeah. And I was just like shaking because it was the first deer I've seen. And he's in shooting range, like right there. Like when I first saw him and I was like, oh crap. And I looked and then I saw that he was, I saw antler. I uh, didn't even know how big he was. I just saw antler, yeah. white antler. So I was like, okay, I got to turn around. So, you know, I grabbed my bow and he's kind of looking straight ahead because there was a trail like 15 yards to uh, your right behind me. Okay. That, that one, and that's where he was kind of going, but he just kind of stopped. And I don't think he like saw me. He just was like, it was just a point that he was stopping, kind of looking, mm -hmm. looking around and so I grab my bow and I'm just like, again, like, how am I going to turn? He's right there in, you know, going from mm -hmm. strong side to weak side in that saddle is, is hard to do it very slowly. And yeah, in the heat of the moment. Yes. Yeah. Like if they're already right yeah. there. 
And so I'm grabbing the bow and I was like, man, I just, you're just like, I don't want to mess this up yeah. because this might be the last year that I see on the trip. And like, again, anything that I see, I'm shooting. Yep. So I get to, and I just start to turn my shoulders a little bit and I look over the shoulder and, uh, just start to pivot my feet for, I'm almost like, uh, um, directly behind me shot yep. is almost where I'm sitting up and he looks right at me. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm done. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. he looks right at me. And I just freeze. And I'm standing there, and I'm standing there. And I have a lot of cover around me. So I felt, you know, good about my situation. But he's pegged me, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm screwed. So I'm sitting there, and it feels like forever, but it was probably only, like, probably 20 seconds. Yeah. And then he starts turning his head to the left. So then I was like, okay, this is my chance. So I just move. I just like kind of went for it. Yep. And then like, shivered my shoulders and my feet at the same time and got to that weak side. And I'm standing there and I'm ready to draw. And he's still looking kind of to the left. So I just slowly draw back. And, um, you know, I felt rushed at that point. And I, and, you know, in that situation, it was like, I finally got turned. I got to hurry up and shoot. But I kind of, you know, I, I've got really good at this over the last two years of just kind of slowing down yeah. and just make sure I have my whole process before I even shoot. And if I don't get the shot, then you don't get the I, shot. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do that than miss because I just kind of rush. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I draw back, you know, I anchored, I made sure my peep was in my housing of the, the site. Um, and then I slowly settled my pin on him. And again, he's kind of facing to me. Uh, so it's kind of that, quartering two but i had enough of the frontal that i felt if i got just inside that shoulder uh i would have a really good good chance mm -hmm. uh, i felt really comfortable taking that shot and uh settled it right inside the shoulder let it rip uh you know i just so just perfect hit right where i was aiming and he just he just dropped like his chest almost hit the ground wow right there um and he just kind of like almost was like uh, dragging his chest across the ground, you know, and I could only see him for five yards and then like how thick it was. He disappeared, but I could kind of hear him. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a couple seconds and then it sounded like a crash and I heard nothing. So I was like, well, maybe he went down. I mean, yeah. um, I knew the ridge like was about 30, 40 yards and it just dropped straight down again. Right. Like, similar to where right. we were yesterday. Uh, so I wasn't sure, but I mean, the shot looked awesome. Um, and then the, you know, the reaction of the deer looked good. So, uh, what I did is I left my, uh, stand up and I was, you know, I tried calling him, went right to voicemail and couldn't get a hold of him. And, uh, so I got down and left my stand up just in case. And then I walked over to the shot and, you know, saw a little bit of blood at the impact and I looked to like where he ran and it would just look like murder scene. Yeah. Like just blood everywhere. I'm like, wow, that looks really good. And I went like five yards in the blood and, um, I looked over and then I could just see Brown back. Um, nice. like he's right, right there, there where I cr heard him crash. Yeah. Uh, so I walked over to him again. It was, a. it was funny though. Cause I, after the whole process, I knew he was probably like a spike. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that he was split because then I could say it was bigger than <laughs> Ian's deer because yeah. it was actually like a f three or four point. Yeah. 
Um, but he was a he was a straight spike, and uh, man, I was so so pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Like saw him, went over, got my sticks, got my left them right there, got my sticks, got my stand, packed all my gear up, and it was again like ten ten forty five at this point. Yeah. And I'm like sprinting out of the woods, you know, because I was like, we talked about this yesterday, like beeping, beeping the horn. So I'm driving, I get in the truck, I'm driving down these dirt roads. I'm going like Mach 90 in his truck, you know, I was like, I don't know how I'm not wrecking this thing, you know, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he has a big truck and I'm on cloud nine, I get on the the highway and I'm just like sprinting and, and um, we get into, I get into the entrance of the campground, you know, and I'm just waiting to like honk the horn because like if he hears that horn coming like he yeah. knows what what happened. happened yeah and uh you know this is what makes these trips oh yeah you know and the excitement and i pull in and i see like these old this old couple like right at the entrance you know so i'm like trying to slow down and like but like not like <laughs> Uh, kill them. Yeah, not <laughs> be as over. respectful as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're yeah. yeah, So I get past them and I'm like, I get past them. I'm like, well, it's close enough that I'm passing them. I'm like, honk, 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 <laughs> and and I'm driving like probably too fast than you should in this campground. And and it, I don't see him like running out. Like I see the the rack shack, but I don't see him running out. So. I get a little closer. I'm like, honk, honk. <laughs> and I just see him like jump out of the rack shack, like just like leap out. And he sees the truck and he's just like hands up in the air. And I, I get out the window and I'm pumping my <laughs> fist out the window. And it was just like, it was awesome. That's like great, we just, man. yeah, I parked the truck and, and he's like, did you get one? I was like, yeah. And he's like, how big? I was like, spike. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. And then we just like, I mean, it was just like tough hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. was. It was. It was. It was a grind. Yeah. It was definitely hard. I mean, you don't see deer. You really want to kill. I mean, you're hunting. You don't. When you, you go don't just out go of to, state, I'm not right. going to bird mm-hmm. watch and look at things. I'm going to kill something. Right. And there wasn't a whole lot to kill where we were at, and we both saw a deer from the stand and killed a deer. And I was sitting in the he said it was going to be a long day for him. It was going to be a super long day for me sitting yeah. there. No cell phone service. No snacks. Oh, I had snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you should Dimitri's, see his. You should oh. see his bin versus my bin. Yeah. yeah. He packed what I would pack for lunch for a week. I had thirty pounds of food packed. He had three pounds for the week. So I'm. I knew I was good. Yeah. He left. I was sitting there. Had my coffee and i was like oh i don't have nothing else to do might as well take a nap took a nap (laughs) wake up clean up a little bit thinking wow this is gonna be one boring day here sitting there i'm like oh man this is just because you have no social media you you're you're you know yeah i mean and couldn't get the ruku on the tv to work so i was like wow this is really gonna suck so i decided to indulge myself with some food (laughs) so I snacked for a good hour and a half or so and figured, well, I probably shouldn't do more of this. And I just set up the little makeshift recliner in the rack shack, and I thought I heard a beep. And I was like, what the heck is that? Sitting there, and the next thing you know, I hear beep, beep, beep. I knew what was going on. I threw that door open. I couldn't have been more happy. <laughs> yeah. I saw him come. 
Because one, I knew I wasn't going to have to just sit there and be bored for two and a half days. And two, he got his deer. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. I can't even remember if I had shoes on and jumped out. The mud <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we went back in there and, and, uh, tagged the deer and, and got it out and we sledded it back, which was, I mean, we had a sled, which was pretty, pretty helpful, especially in that oh, thick yeah. stuff. Uh, versus like a cart yeah uh it felt a little easier to drag so we drag it to the truck and we took it back to the the camper and it was around lunchtime we had lunch mm-hmm. uh and then we hung the deer up again and put the table out he actually cut up his deer you know into how he wanted to do it instead of just had it chunked yeah. and then i did the same thing with my deer and since we were both tagged out and uh, we spent the rest of the day like blasting music and and drinking beers and cutting our deer up. And one of the guys in the that was he was at the campground, but he was working a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came. And we were talking hunting and blah blah blah. And it was it was super cool. And we just uh, we finished up the deer and got him in the cooler. Got, mm-hmm. Went and got more ice. We got more beer because we were <laughs> yeah we were running low on beer. <laughs> we were running low on beer. And, <laughs> We picked up a pizza and and our, uh, we had a fire pit and so we came back and uh, ate and started a fire and we just kind of celebrated. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I yep. I again going back to what I said earlier. This is something that having all all that information of what you've done in those short amount of days between scouting and hunting. You know, there's I don't see like from an outside why you guys can't go every year get a tag every year basically and mm-hmm. say hey we're, let's let's go out there and hunt this weekend and see what happens oh if you're a picky hunter i could see it being tough i mean there's not going to be a big buck right. around every corner but if me if you i'm never going to be picky yeah give me brown and right make it legal i'll kill it yeah yeah and i think that you know like we've talked about before if we would have stayed where the sign was, I think we would have had more encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying we would have both killed bucks or killed bigger right. bucks, uh, but I think we would have put ourselves in better situations and kind of learned that area a little bit. It's it's always hindsight, yeah, um, of what we would do. I I think the biggest thing is what we learned is is that time frame of how you had to hunt based off like the camera intel and like what we were seeing in that beginning of October, early November, if it was warm, you kind of had to hunt. If you wanted to kill a buck, you had to kind of hunt those ridges where the scrapes were Mm -hmm. active. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were checking them midday, you know, Mm -hmm. um, early morning or late morning or early afternoon. They were checking those scrapes and, you know, you might not see a ton of deer, but if you sit those scrapes by time, you, you're, you, you, you will, will have see an one. opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it might be boring and long sits, uh, but I think you would put yourself in a good situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to kill a buck. That's what you got to do. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That was really cool. I, I love, I love that, that story and it makes you want to plan for next year already oh for, yeah you know for something and like I, I messaged him you know i would really like i have two two points just because i knew the last two years i couldn't make it work but i have two points in kansas and 
you, you know, we have Ryan Cornelius that we from Pennsylvania that does things with bow hunter die that we've had on the podcast. And, you know, he, he and I message here and there, and he's gone back to back years to Kansas and killed a buck, you know, like really nice buck, you know, not your private land, mm-hmm. you know, monster, insane, giant Kansas buck, but a mm-hmm. buck I would shoot every single day of the year mm-hmm. type of ordeal. And he's done it on public land twice, you know, back to back years. So, I would love to do something. I know you guys already got the Ohio thing going, and but I mean, I, I think for next year, I would love to try to, you know, do Kansas. That's kind of my my game plan, and kind of do that time frame, like mm-hmm. whether it be that or even I've heard hunting Kansas like after Thanksgiving is a, a really good time to go. So that's my kind of out of state hunt if I want to do one next year. That's my game plan. That's what, like he said, like after this year, kind of gave us the whitetail bug a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we always had the dream of muleys and, and yeah. elk and going out west. But like, you know, with family, it's just really tough to go that far and have those travel days and, you know, take that time to do it and mm-hmm. stuff. But like with how many states there are locally and, you know, not that far of a drive and, um, you know, whitetail I mean, I grew up whitetail hunting, and it's just and that's it's th- fun, right? That's the thing. Like we love whitetail hunting. That's what we do, right? That's what we grew up doing. And the idea of chasing elk is phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of doing that—you've done it, right? You, like I know, Ian, you have done it. But that idea sounds amazing to me. I would love to do it, but man, at Thirty-five, going to be thirty-six by the time next hunting season rolls around. I know I'm still extremely young, but at the same time, like, family, financial, you know what I mean. Like, I can't just go and say, "Hey, yeah, let's let's do a twelve hundred dollar elk hunt," like for tags, gas, you know, all that type of stuff. Like, I'd rather say uh, half that, Mm -hmm. or even more than half that, to go to wherever for a whitetail hunt that I know I have a better idea of like, okay, well, you've done it, you know, yes, the terrain, terrain you features, need to be in, right, you know, everything right. you have it's still, still going to be a challenge. Like you guys said, like three days of not seeing a friggin' deer, but at the same time, you guys know what you're looking for mm-hmm. to get in there. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas like elk, I'd be like, uh, what yeah. do you know what I mean? Like hell, even mule deer. Mm-hmm. We we're just, mm-hmm. we got, I seriously think we got lucky of finding mule deer where we were because mm-hmm. That was like people were driving up the road and we're there hunting like, hey, see, okay, there's a buck here. Okay, let's go out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that was a weird, a weird thing. But I think for a whitetail, though, you could look at a map and be like, let's go here to look Mm -hmm. and get in there. And you know what to look for. Mm -hmm. Whereas elk, you don't. And it's 20 hours away. Yeah. Well, in the the whitetail gear, you have everything. Everything. You know, you have your pack, you have your sticks, your whatever platform or saddle or stand yeah. that you want to be in. You have all that. So the only really expenses is the tag, you know, and yeah. your food. Yep. And then if you have to pay for, you know, if you're doing a, like a campground, a, a campground, a tent, a, you know, a, a camping spot, or, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to have enough of a bigger group that you do like a Airbnb or lodge, you mm-hmm. know, so you could come out of that you know, at just a couple hundred bucks. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, it's, it's relatively cheap and, you know, you can stay closer to home where you're not traveling that far. 
and look at the friggin' memories that you guys told. Like, I, I hope the, those of you listening, like, could hear that story of like, and, and hear the laughter and, and hear that. But like seeing you guys tell that story, cause I've, I, we've waited for, for the story. Like, you're like, yeah, I'd give me, you know, bullet points, but you didn't tell me the story. But like seeing that, like that makes you want to do it and out, you know, mm-hmm. to go out there and, and make those memories, whether you, whatever you kill. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So I like it, man. Good stuff. Anything else? Not Ian, really. Ian likes it cold in the rack shack, not hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to get that thermostat in there. Oh, well, yeah. Don't we... let the matri run it. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up in the morning. It's eighty-five degrees. I told him. I said, "Look, I'm on top of the sleeping bag in my boxers. It's your choice what you see next." I mean, again, it was small. So, like our thought was, we had electric. Yeah. He was going to take a little space here, and I, I had like one of those Eden Pure. Yeah. That you could control the thermostat, and I said, well, "Why don't we take that and then." That way the heat's controlled and we can turn it way up or way down or whatever. Right. And again, it was a little warmer than we, we expected to. And uh, so I set it at like 62, but, you know, being in that small of a space and two guys, <laughs> we woke up the, I think it was like the first or second night and it was like, oh man, it felt like it was probably 85 or 90 in there. It, it was, was hot. It was bad. <laughs> I was like, it almost felt like that night we were in Utah. Where you had to we're, sleep in your truck. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like you couldn't even breathe because yeah. it was so much the, heat. Oh, yeah, the, the, we had it steamed up. Someone, <laughs> oh, would, yeah. someone would drive by and be like, what's going on in That's there? That's what I thought they were going to think in the rack shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. But That's it was good. good. So what, uh, Ian, you saw, we're going to go out here coming up. Yep, second this, season. This late, late season, you're taking the... I'll probably take the flintlock. Yeah, I'll take the bow. I haven't uh, killed anything with it yet, and yeah, I'd like to get a couple more. You got a couple more tags. I got some doe tags, and well, appreciate it, boys. That was awesome. I really enjoyed it. We'll we'll get after here in, in this late season and fill some more doe tags or buck tags, whatever it be. I hope so. And we'll talk about your buck next time. We'll we'll do. All right. Thank you, everybody. And by this point, the New Year's. Uh, kicked in so let's get after it this year antler up